What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Cubs Live Podcast. I am your host, Kyle Malzahn, alongside co-host Mark Tellerico. And dude, talking about Cubs baseball with this week, there's a lot of positives. And we're going to, you know, in this week's episode, we're going to be talking about Jose Quintana, his success as of late, you Darvish making progress, uh, the bullpen, they're improving pretty well too. Contreras, Hayward, they all look good. So there's a lot of talk about, and tonight the Cubs are going for for their first series sweep of the season in Miami. So hopefully by the time that you guys are listening to this podcast, we're recording it before the series finale in Miami. So hopefully by the time you guys listen to it, they have a sweep under their belt heading into Arizona. But Mark, <coughs> excuse me, I just want to start off by talking about Jose Quintana because the guy is pitching lights out baseball on the mound. And Q's, listen to this stat, in Q's last two outings, 14 innings pitched, zero earned runs, 18 strikeouts, but only one walk, which is very impressive because Cubs pitching. It, to, to start the 2019 season, the whole thing was that they were walking people. And now Jose Quintana is locked in. Cole Hamels, we'll see what he does tonight versus the Marlins. But his last outing, he didn't. He, he was phenomenal as well. So Jose Quintana right now is looking like the guy the Cubs traded for back in July of 2017 for the, you know, the highly profiled prospect Eloy Jimenez, who actually just made his major league debut on the South side. So Mark, what are you seeing out of Jose Quintana that's really sticking out to you right now? The biggest thing, I mean, you talked about how he's looking so great and everything, and you were talking about his last two stats, uh, the last two starts. How about the fact that since outside of the Milwaukee start for the season itself, he's pitched 18 innings. With zero earned runs, four walks, and 26 strikeouts. So out that's including the relief appearance that he had against Texas. So outside, outside of that one inflated start, which that's kind of what we've seen from Jose Quintana in the past, they, like he'll kind of blow up every once in a while. But outside of that one start, he has been lights out exactly who the Cubs hoped that he would be. And, I mean, I don't think it's, you know, it's not really sustainable. He's not going to be... 2015 Jake Arrieta he's gonna you know he'll he'll give up his runs but what we're seeing from him right now is amazing he looks so confident on the mound he has really good command he's not walking anybody and there really there aren't really any scoring chances like there will be a runner on second or something but maybe with like two outs like there I don't remember the last time that Quintana has started and I'm like oh my god there's a runner on second and third with nobody out it's like I just feel at ease and confident with him which I haven't been able to feel that way yeah he's quick and efficient especially early in the count as well getting ahead early and that's key because his pitch count has always been down as well and that's why he was able to go seven and eight innings and start the eighth at least didn't get there um fully but another pitcher that's been making progress you darvish i mean he just recorded his second win as a cub and you know he's had a pretty good outing no matter what the box score says the last two outings and now the 126 million dollar man on the mound what really impressed me was him hitting 99 miles per hour six in, and even though it wasn't anywhere near the strike zone, it tells me that Darvish in the late innings, he still has it. And that is very encouraging. Now, Mark, what are your thoughts or your takeaways in Darvish's last few starts? Because another thing I want to ask you as well is, do you think that Madden should leave him out on the mound longer or, you know, when he gets into trouble, pull him because it seems like he just, you know, he caves in sometimes. So, because the big thing right now is Madden when he gets into trouble is pulling Darvish. And I just want to hear your thoughts. Like if he 
lets if Madden lets Darvish out there, do you think it can boost his confidence when he gets in those jams and be able to battle? Or do you think even though it's early in the season, you don't want to fall behind early and that's a part of Madden taking him out early? Well, I mean, it can go both ways because he can stay in longer and try to get out of a jam and then he can give up a three-run home run and then boom, you know, his confidence can be crushed because we know that you Darvish is kind of the head case. So that can work one of two ways, honestly, because he can go out and he he can force a double play and boom, oh my God, seven innings of one-run baseball for you Darvish. You know, that's great. But um, it's, I don't, I think that, Madden has a really, really short leash on him right now, but it's still the middle of April. I think that he can't do this long-term. I don't think this is going to be the case long-term. I think come May or June, if he gets into a jam, he's going to have to force his way out of it because you can't just be using your relievers every single game down the stretch because you're going to need them. You're going to need them to be fresh for outings. What I want to counter that is that we've seen Joe Madden kind of have that short leash with Kyle Hendricks. Mm -hmm. So he's had it with Kyle Hendricks as well, and it's – Maybe that he, I don't know if he trusts his pitchers all that often. And especially it, it worries me that maybe he might not trust Darvish. And I mean, rightfully so he has his reason not to be, but at some point, like you said, that Madden has to give in and let these guys battle because one, it's only going to build their confidence. And two, it's going to help the bullpen too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. I think that for now it hasn't, it hasn't totally cost them in the last last week and a half or so, I would say, because the bullpen has been pretty solid. The bullpen has really turned it around since that disaster of the first eight games or so. But since then the bullpen has turned it around and they've been able to bail out uh, whoever, like I rem- there's been times where even yesterday when they took out Quintana with a runner on first, like, no, leave him in, let him finish the eighth. But Kinsler, you know, no problem. Got him through it. You know, it was, it was okay. So it's, you know, it, it goes both ways. I think that he needs that Madden eventually needs to start loosening the leash a little bit and giving them more chance because that's what they're here for. They don't play every day. They play every five games, let them go out there, get the most out of them and see what they can do. I like it. I totally agree with you, Mark. Now let's talk about this offense a little bit. The offense, two guys that have struggled immensely to start the season have been Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo, that Rizzo combo hitting right in that second and third spot of the order, the meat and bones of the lineup. Bryant's hitting 217 the and only slugging 350, and Rizzo hitting 169 and slugging 339. But look at this. The Cubs have scored the six most runs in the major leagues and fourth most in the NL. So it's been other guys that have been stepped up, which I'll get to in a minute. But when it comes to this Brizzo combination and their struggles, which one worries you the most between the two that it might not just be a slow start and there should be maybe there's underlying factors or should the fans just not be worried at all? Because, look, we got an MVP caliber player on our team and all this other stuff. What are your thoughts on their slow start to the season? Talk to me in June. I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to stress about it, especially when the rest of the offense is hitting. I mean, there will be times where if you look at other players that there will be other players that are really good around the league that they're struggling too. Like even if you look in St. Louis right now, Paul Goldschmidt isn't having a good start to the year. He's having pretty decent power numbers, but he's hitting like 230. You know, like these players, it happens. Players go through slumps. And once again, when it's the beginning of the year, everything is just intensified. And it's just on this bigger stage because it, they have all the offseason offs. Yeah, exactly. And you're just like, oh, it's Chris Bryant, it's Anthony Rizzo. They're going to come out and they're going to hit, they're going to get two hits a game. They're going to hit a home run. Like, that's not the way it works every time. Baseball is going to baseball. And even yesterday, Chris Bryant hit a, hit a ball that went to the warning track. You know, yeah. he's hitting the ball hard. 
and Rizzo's taking his walks. He's getting on base. Like they're still seeing the ball. Like it's just that they're hitting it in the wrong spots. I think it'll really, it'll work itself out as long as the rest of the players are carrying them along. That's nothing really to worry about. I totally agree. I mean, Chris Bryant, he said that today reported by Jesse Rogers on Twitter that he, he said that Chris Bryant thinks he's close to a hot streak and acknowledges how tough things can and have been. And, you know, when he talks about baseball, Chris Bryant said this, it will humble you, humble you really quick. It will make you feel great for 30 seconds and it will make you feel awful for a full day. And it's very true because baseball is a game where you fail more times than you succeed and it's okay. Right. There's no other sport that you can say that. So um, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, when you look at it, you're thinking micro right now, you got to think macro it's only in april these fans that say trade chris bryant he's a bust all this other stuff look if if you're still pondering about an injured 2018 season who which he was actually off to the best start of his career in the beginning of 2018 even better than his mvp season or 2017 or even rookie of the year relax a little bit and just a reminder that it when four years ago today is the anniversary of Chris Bryant's debut. Chris Bryant in his 2015 Rookie of the Year campaign, he didn't hit a home run until mid-May. So, I mean, things are going to sort itself out. So, um, but talking about guys that have stepped up, that's whether that's Wilson Contreras, Jason Hayward, David Bodie, all three of those guys have shown great strides of like as of early and as of late. Which of those three guys do you think? will sustain those offensive numbers, maybe not the same numbers, but still that consistency in the everyday lineup for for the Cubs in 2019. I think, I mean, Wilson Contreras, we've gone on record. I've gone on record saying that that's my guy. I think that he is, he's returning to that July, August form, 2017 form that we loved so much and that we were hoping right. that we would see in 2018. And I mean, he just, he looks so comfortable at the plate and you know, he sure he is, you know, if he gets hit, if he gets hit on the elbow, he's going to bark and almost get kicked out of the game, but he just has so much energy and I love seeing that. But overall, I mean, he is just, he, I've never seen him look more confident than he does right now. And Hayward looks amazing right now. And Hayward looks confident too, but I'm, this would be a career year for him. I just don't know if that's sustainable after the disaster of the last three years that he's had. And then David Bodie, he is a clutch player that I will always want to have with runners in scoring position and the game on the line, anything like that. I will always want him on there. But I think he is he's still he's still so new to the whole majors, major leagues, you know, like I don't think that he is he's gonna be an all-star caliber player right now necessarily. So I think he'll hit his, you know, he'll get humbled a little bit, but he's he's gonna be fine. Yeah, and when I look at between Contreras, I mean Contreras, like you said, his power stride and his power stroke offensively, it seems like it's back. And Joe Madden said that he saw one thing wrong with Contreras. They fixed it, they addressed it, and he's seen the results translate into the um, regular season, which is huge because I think that's one key piece that the Cubs were really missing last year. And it showed in the second half just how bad it was. So I love Contreras. You and I, we both agree. We love the guy. He plays with passion. Jason Hayward. The thing about Jason Hayward that's impressing me a lot is one, he's getting some airtime on the, his his hits. I mean, he's driving it up in the air too. He's barreling the crap out of the ball. You know, it's pretty it's pretty impressive how hard he hits the ball. And David Bodie, like you said, I mean, he's gonna have his ups and downs this year. His first full year in the majors, but he's had great strides as of late. He's like last night versus the Marlins. It came through a clutch, one run double. Um, 
with two outs. So he, the thing about him is I really think the Cubs got a bargain on that deal because there's a lot of upside. And even though, and even if, you know, maybe he doesn't pan out to what the Cubs hope, he's only going to get paid. What was it? Five million, three million. It's, it's like, it's bare cheap. It's, it's three. It's yeah. It's five years for 15 million. So three, three million a year. It's, it's crazy, and he's totally worth that. So good job on the Cubs getting that done because David Bodie is going to be – not only does he bring um, great offensive strides, but he brings that versatility too where he could play third, he could play second. Maybe you could throw him in the outfield. So we'll see. But I do think that when you look at Contreras, Hayward, and Bodie, that Contreras is the guy who's going to be settled in this lineup and really power stroking it this year. Yeah. So let's talk So let's talk about the Cubs as a whole right now. They sit at 7-9 and nine on the season – Four games behind the Brewers, who are in first place. So, still really early in the season. We're about midway through April. What's the state of the Cubs, Mark? I mean, what's their status right now? Their weaknesses, their strengths, or just where they stand right now? Because it seems like if I asked you maybe a week or two ago, it was the bullpen. And then the bullpen, they pitch 18 scoreless consecutive innings. And now it seems like a strength. So, so I want to hear your thoughts right now on where the Cubs are sitting. I think that the Cubs are they're okay. I think they're okay right now. I I am I'm not freaking out about the Cubs. I'm not saying, "Oh my god, we need to get Craig Kimbrell," which I do think we still the Cubs still should. But I don't I'm not totally freaking out. I'm not losing my mind every time that Pedro Strope comes in the game or Steve Ciszek comes in the game or anybody from the bullpen. You know, I'm not really freaking out about that. And I I'm just I'm feeling a lot more confident than I was and the offense is looking they're looking great and the kinds of like uh, I was talking to some people about this that like some of those runs like I think when they scored like three runs the other day in the in like the first inning or whatever it was like there were no home runs it was just like moving the ball like a single and then another hit and then go from first to third and then like a sack fly or something it was just like the the small ball kind of way great but situational not, hitting situational hitting that the Cubs were not able to do last year that the Cubs were able to do really well in 2016 and just work really well. That's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a lot more of it. And I think it's just that the, the hitters are a lot more confident. And once Rizzo and Bryant, once they figure it out, it's only going to get better. But in the meantime, if that is your biggest problem, the fact that Rizzo and Bryant aren't hitting and this team is still top five in, uh, in the national league in hitting in like all categories, then you're fine. And then the pitching as long as the rotation is doing what it's doing, then this is great because the rotation is they're going five to seven innings deep every game it looks like, and then the bullpen's coming in, shutting the door. So it's I'm feeling good. I'm not, you know, I'm not. I'm still terrified of the Brewers, but we'll get to that later. It is April seventeenth. Yeah, it's it's nice little fresh breath of air, you know, from where we were two weeks ago watching the Cubs in the opening week. Um, it's nice to see some really good positives, um, whether it's offensively, the bullpen making strides, the starting rotation going longer. Um, one thing I really want to see is more quality U Darvish starts. I really want to see him this in the next few weeks and see where we are uh, maybe a month down the line and see what we're talking about. U Darvish, how, how well he's doing. Um, but yeah, I think the Cubs are in a good place. I think they're still definitely things to work on, whether that's the meat of the lineup improving or that's still, you got to strengthen a bullpen because the bullpen, you can never be settled with a bullpen. So yeah, there's things that are really good for the Cubs. There's things that need to improve. So, but look, hopefully the Cubs first chance for a sweep tonight. So let's hope that they get that. 
They finish up their series in Miami tonight. They traveled to Arizona to start a weekend series versus the Diamondbacks, a team that's eight and nine. So it's fairly similar to the Cubs. The Cubs have Hendricks, Darvish, and Quintana on the mound. Mark, what should we expect this weekend when the Cubs travel to the AZ? What do you expect out of Hendricks, Darvish, Q? Do you expect Hendricks to struggle in the first inning or Darvish to fall and crumble? Or do you expect Quintana to do what he's been doing and Darvish to come out pitching lights out? I don't know. I want to hear what you're thinking about this Diamondback series. Well, I'm excited because I'm actually going home for the weekend and I actually get to go to the game on April 20th. So I'm very excited for that first game of the year. Can't wait for that. Hopefully, you know, I'm kind of a, a bad luck charmer. Let's hope that I bring help bring them a win. Um, but as a team, the Diamondbacks, I'm going to throw out some stats, and then I'll get into what to expect from the pitchers. But as a team, offensively, they're, they're pretty similar. They're pretty similar to the Cubs. They have the sixth highest team OPS in the majors, and it's like three points above the Cubs. It is very similar OPS style. They have the eighth most home runs in the majors as well. Um they're middle of the pack team for strikeouts, so don't anticipate like a 12 strikeout outing from you, Darvish or uh, Quintana. And but they also don't take many walks at all, which I think is really going to help uh, Darvish and, and Quintana, especially Darvish. Um, the team ERA as a pitchers for pitchers, they are one of the worst in baseball. They have a 5.59 team ERA, so it's a good opportunity for the Cubs. It's a good opportunity for the Cubs to really make some noise offensively. We'll we'll have to see how the weather is in Wrigley this weekend, and they have a run differential of minus four on the year. So they're really an I would say an average team. They're an average team. They're eight and nine. They have a good offense. The pitching is a disaster. As long as the Cubs pitching continues the way it's been and the bats can stay consistent, this should be a good series. Uh, you know, if Hendricks only allows, I always expect Hendricks to give up a run in the first inning. As long as he only gives up one run or so and it's a nice day and the Cubs can elevate the ball and, you know, good launch angle and everything like that. And Darvish does well. I expect good things from Quintana at this point. Expect another series win. That's that's how I feel about it. That's 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 kind of the goal right now is getting those series wins and closing it out because I think that's one thing that Joe Madden really emphasizes, closing the series out. Um, and, yeah, I mean, look – Wrigley weather in April is always, you know, funky. So we'll see how the weather is just like, what was it last weekend? Um, the wind was blowing out. The Cubs hit four or five homers. I mean, um, you, you just never know. So it's going to be a fun series. Like you said, Arizona, kind of a very similar team to the Cubs. So um, maybe it's evenly matched, but one thing's, um, one thing the Cubs have to do is jump on their pitching early and then yeah. solidify that lead to kind of ease this starting rotation a little bit more. So I'm looking forward to it. Should be a fun weekend for you that you get to go to the game. So um, hopefully you, you and your family have a good time. I mean, look, I man, base, baseball is back. Baseball is back, yes. but um, very exciting time for the Cubs. I mean, I feel a little more at ease right now where the Cubs are at. Um Milwaukee, they kind of got a little humbled before they got uh, swept by the Angels. Tommy LaStella, uh, 3M, doing good things for the Brewer, doing bad things for, against the Brewers, but good things for the Cubs. So, yeah, man, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens in the upcoming weeks, but I'm going to wrap this thing up here. As always, thank you guys for following Cubs Live. Listen to just two dudes talk about sports. Um, hopefully, you know, by the time you guys listen to this, the Cubs should have a sweep in Miami. But we'll see. All right, right, guys. Well, thank you guys so much. Thanks for listening. Have a good day and go Cubs.